It seemed to take an eternity to get to the other side of the 15-yard grid to the labeled home of his rock. As he landed, finally, in his square, he tacked the guideline again, allowing his weight to sit back against the taut rope. With the light in one hand, he held up the baby rock and turned it over. It was sedimentary, full of fossilized organic matter and exactly what anyone would expect of a lair from this location. His eyes perused all of this, reading it the way you would read a newspaper for the whole story and never one letter at a time. This piece had clearly belonged to an ancient stream bed. From what the dino boys were finding, the water had nourished a whole bunch of critters up until the very last moment. What caused that last moment was David's job. He liked the rocks, and it was natural to assume that he had gotten into this profession because of his father. The layers reminded him of his dad a lot, cold, hard, and unreadable to all but the most trained of observers. David was an expert reader of both. Although in his estimate, the rock was always easier to get a bead on at first, and easier to get along with. Also, the rock always gave up the whole story eventually. The stream bed and the sediment was ABCs. What David was reading as he rotated his chunk of old earth and his flashlight was the tiny, shiny chips in his piece. Now they were talking, and they said that the paleo boys were retarded. Shaking his head, he used the letter and number code on the tape to line the rock up with the direction and pitch it was supposed to have come from. Letting a little more slack into the line, he leaned down and placed the rock into the spot it supposedly called home for eons until yesterday. David's head tilted. His maglite circled, and he studied the lay of the strata in the bed and the rock. It looked a little too damn good, not to mention the remaining side of the bed from which the piece he held had been chipped. The two sides fit together like a puzzle piece. Shrugging, David slipped the rock back into its baggie and pulled the permanent marker from his back pocket. He checked the upper right side of the label and clipped it back to his pants just as his stomach let a loud growl. His head perked, just as it had when he was a boy afraid of getting caught. But no one appeared to have heard. Hell, no one appeared to be within fifty miles of the site. Cursing silently to himself, he wondered why it would have been so hard to slip a piece of jerky into a pocket, or for God's sake, make a sandwich. It wasn't like he didn't have a belt full of zipper baggies already. But he didn't have time to go back. He needed to check his pieces and not make more enemies on the dig than he already had. So he pulled the next rock from its zipper pouch and carefully began making his way to another grid square. Lift foot, set foot. Lift other foot, set foot. Four hours later, he hadn't tripped at all, which was a miracle since he was silently swearing a blue streak. The dino boys hadn't mislabeled a single rock, which only made him more furious. Hell, you couldn't count on them for anything. And if the rocks were all aligned right, then the rest was all aligned wrong. 
An eddy in the stream could explain one spot, maybe even a few, but not the consistency of the whole dig. A bright light shone into his eyes, blinding him more easily than the dark of night ever had. Hey, pretty boy. It was Greer. David had always figured that Pretty Boy was the best Greer could come up with, since he wasn't one much inclined to the use of the more apt, asshole. You done checking out our grid markings? You didn't break any bones, did you? No, fuckwad, I didn't. David held his hand up in front of his face. He was going to catch hell for this. He knew it now. That's too bad. Greer directed his five billion megawatt stadium light at the ground, and slowly, David's sight came back. He started climbing the slope cautiously and methodically as Greer taunted him all the way. Well, seems we disappointed you, didn't we? You thought we had mislabeled all your stones. They're not stones, David growled as he climbed. Too bad. Now you're going to have to do some real geology work. Not just come out and wave your hand like you always do and spout off what's just so obvious that the rest of us must be blind. Congratulations, Greer. You are right on so many counts. My rocks were in fact labeled correctly. How many of them? All of them. Uh Uh-huh. And I do in fact have a little bit of work to do when I get back to the tent. He stopped climbing. Greer spotlighted him again. It would have blinded him, but he wasn't looking in front of him, just staring into the space ahead. If it meant what he thought it meant, well... What is it, David? I want everyone off the site tomorrow. Just you and me. I need to check all other possibilities. Everyone off the dig tomorrow? Jesus, David, do you know what you're asking? Is your daddy going to pay our salaries? No, but the royalties off my paper will. Damn it, Greer, clear the site tomorrow. If it was what he thought it was, well, he might just prove that the David Carter II Geology Center had been worth its money.